Hello and welcome to Nobody Wake the Bugbear, Australia's biggest actual play podcast for the mothership sci-fi horror RPG. You are listening to our first mothership campaign and we are playing through the sci-fi mega dungeon that is Gradient Descent. This is a very special milestone episode here at the NWTB podcast. Not only does it mark our longest game of mothership, it is also our 150th episode of the podcast as a whole. Good grief, good gravy, good goodness, good gosh. Golly, golly, goody. Gordon, good. Good, Gordon. Good, good, Gordon. Gordon. All right, let's go. Everyone's excited. 120 of those episodes are, of course, of our Dungeons and Dragons campaign, Ghosts of Gaunt or Grim, and as well as a half a dozen one shots for the obviously Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I suggest you check it out as you wait for new episodes of what you're really here for. This. Mothership. Yeah. yeah. This is it. This, this is, is it. the show. You're listening right yeah. now. It's the show now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's not what you're looking for, uh, tap on the name icon, scroll to Ghost of Gondragram, episode one. So we just tried tell them how to unsubscribe. We were happy being a, a you know, a, a, an obscure Dungeons and Dragons podcast that no one listened to, uh, except for the so wonderful- not, Let's not- bur- <laughs> Let's not discount the people that have listened, yeah, John. Those of, you, those of you who did listen, you know, the, the saints. You know who you are. Let's go. I am Andrew the Warden, and I am joined once again by Josh, Sam, Doug, and John. Doug? How yeah. would you... Doug? Yeah? How would you describe your experience in the podcast over the last few years and 149 episodes? 149 episodes. Uh... And in uh, perhaps maybe three of those 149 episodes. No. More than that. More than that. You weren't here. Yeah. No, no, no. There, there was one, two, three. Have you got a point or are you just perhaps counting numbers? Maybe four episodes. I fucking died. So, um, yeah. yeah, that was, that was good. Well, don't spoil it for people <laughs> who haven't listened yet. Well, they don't know which episodes they are. You're going to die a lot it's, in Mothership. It's, it's definitely not episode, uh, episode 90. It, it's definitely not episode 77. It's, it's definitely not episode 50. John, how would you describe your experience over the last three years? My role has never been, uh, a stickler for the rules, but there's enough to go around as it is. Uh, I don't think I've ever once gotten into a, a altercation about what I'm able to do because I, I lack the confidence. And one time. The, one, one time. One time. And it was for climbing on the roof uh, in the grand yeah. cavern and me saying something else afterwards and you being like, I never would have done that if you would, if that was the case. Yes. That's the only thing. I Probably think. the only. Because yeah. I otherwise lack the, the, um, the self-confidence and the confidence in the rules specifically to make such a call. Yeah. In Mothership, the ground is a bit more even. There's a bit more even footing. You've um, surged ahead in your mastery of this. Absolutely. I was born to play Mothership. I was born to play this game because my education comprises almost entirely of my perhaps undiagnosedly autistic ability to recall the tone and intonation of any quote from any given sci-fi film. Yeah. Moving on. Samantha, how are you going to follow that? What is your experience <laughs> for the last three years and 149 episodes? Uh, well, it's been far less than that for me specifically. I, can't, I don't know how many episodes it's been for me, but it's not 149. But yep. I'm just happy to be here. 
really, amongst everybody. That's Doug's line. What? what? It's just happy to be here? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's all right. You can I'm already it. replacing people and I'm you can, you yeah. can have a, a substantially we'll, lower we'll give number you, we'll of give episodes you that in. One. Eventually, you'll just be the only one on the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. Just you I'll just Andrew. slowly <laughs> absorb everybody. That's really why I'm here. Like an amoeba. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I it's been suspicions. It's been really good. Um oh, it's a cube. <laughs> yes. To say that, yeah. But it's been really good. It's been super fun. Happy to be here. It's been great. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> I touched the book. <laughs> I touched oh, no. the book. Yes, we're all very happy to have you here. I'm sure everyone listening has enjoyed your performance over the past multiple episodes of one one shot of Dungeons and Dragons and perhaps the third or fourth fourth game. Of Mothership. I think this is it now. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fourth. more than that. Fifth. Fifth? fifth. No, fourth of Mothership. Fourth that adventure. I played? Yes. Or total that Session. you've done. Total, total sessions. Josh. Yes. <laughs> final. Final on to Josh, the longest standing member there for the majority of the 149 episodes. What has been your experience of the last three years? As the designated rules paladin um, of the group. Anti-paladin. <laughs> no, I fight for justice and rules. Definitely a, a very crazy experience, I would say. Uh, I think we've had a lot of good stuff come out of the stories. And in terms of the mothership content, anytime that we lean into the chaos, I feel like it goes better uh, when it comes to not trying to get things perfect. So not trying to kill every single thing because... You just want the XP like we used yes. to do. <laughs> now the XP is living a session, literally. Like you guys are getting one XP per session you've stayed alive. Yes. Yeah. And not being concerned about my own safety. That's also no. uh, a really great winner for success when it comes to having fun. Yes, of course. Personal and in-game safety. Well, yeah. I mean, definitely when Orkdi, uh, uh I mean, minor spoilers, but when he tackled the monster in the elevator... And wouldn't let it go. That was both one very dangerous and led to his death, but also very rewarding. It was one of the best scenes. You were charged up on the yellow goo, just fighting this monster. Of- Mole hopped up on yellow goo. You're going to bring the demons out of me. And thanks to your courageous efforts, none of that yellow goo remains, <laughs> <laughs> and it will never bother anyone again. Yeah, he died. Yeah, it was, it was not in vain. No. <laughs> oh, we've had some. Excellent characters, everyone, over the last few years. And speaking of one such character, I will just touch on John. Not touching physically, but just... I'm touching physically. (laughs) You're the closest, Doug. (laughs) John, the audience may be surprised to still hear your voice, considering we've threatened your absence for the past, like, six months. Yes. Do you want to reveal your special news? So, for the longest time... Before we even began playing Mothership, I think, on the horizon was the notion that I'd be going away for some amount of time, specifically going on a religious mission, because I'm indeed a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or Mormons, as they're known colloquially. Um, It's a big can of worms we won't open today. But uh, the gist of things is that I was, I'm of age to go on a mission, like in that musical titled The Book of Mormon. Hopefully not too much like that musical, but... I was doing my papers. It actually takes quite a bit of bureaucratic process, and you've got to save up money uh, if you want to pay for it yourself, which I indeed did. And we eventually reached the point where I didn't want to get any older, and I was able to go. And 
how long it would take and when exactly I would go was kind of muddy, which is why it was hanging over the podcast for some time. And now I can finally say with certainty that in January of 2024, I will be departing. I won't say where I'm going because I don't want people to know. <laughs> yeah. To follow you and hound you. Hey, you're the mothership guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you. But yes, I'll be leaving for 24 months. And who knows, maybe we'll have a revival podcast after I come back. It just yes. won't be Ohio. We just need to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that means everyone... Or Uganda. Won't be Uganda. That, that means that you will be here. I will be here. As a cast member of this campaign. For the duration of the campaign. For the duration of the campaign of Gradient Descent. And much joy to those of you who have appreciated my work. Thank you very much. I will be here to the end of this project. There are many people that would be very pleased to hear that. Uh, before we begin, I'd like to thank all our new patrons, Alejandro and Mobius. And also, of course, thank you to all our other patrons, all of our patrons, for believing in and supporting the show. You know who you are. You know who you are. You. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> thank you, Sam. <laughs> oh, God. And you. Special you. Bearded tip. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you. You ruined it. Oh, sorry. My apologies. It's meant to be encompassing everyone. Just bleep out that and just leave it even more mysterious. Thank you, everyone. I want to give a little special shout out. Let's shout out to a little someone. Um, I found out the other day, obviously, I, I have family. Shocking. I know. Um, I found out they, they listened to the show. Now, I thought when they said that, they listened to a couple of episodes. Uh, no. No. Uh, they listened to... Everything, fucking everything, which blew my mind. Um, little little Eddie, little Eddie, uh, my youngest brother. He wanted a a little a little shout out. So there you go, Eddie. Uh, you probably won't hear this for ages, and you're probably going to keep pestering me. Cause... Yeah, I have to cut out all those F and C bombs you just laid out. <laughs> a little uh, shout out for a little boy. <laughs> Hello, Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Yeah, he's listened to Eddie. This will be his hundred fiftieth episode, which is wait. Uh, so he listened to the to to ghosts. Yeah. Hey Eddie, thanks for watching the show. It's me, <laughs> Fintok Fallasmet the Dwarf. Yeah. Tobias. Come on. Sorry, I just had. Eddie. A... <laughs> I I was just thinking about having like a mug and doing uh, Bane, but then I was like, that's not Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Eddie. That's the wrong Hello, Eddie. It's me, Gobias. Uh, so thankful for your listening. Yeah, I asked him what his favorite. And you know Doug's voice of all these characters? <laughs> yeah, it's just yep. Doug. Hey, it's, I'm, I'm I, Doug. It's hey, me. it's me. Arc. It's fella. It's 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 also me, Krizus. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Who is his favorite character? Um, I asked. I didn't get an answer. And then when I asked what his favorite scene was, that means it wasn't you. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> Um, when I asked him what his favorite scene was, it was the scene where we were all stuck underwater and we couldn't breathe air. And then I paused to try and think what scene that was and realized that was the very last, the, finale, yeah. <laughs> that was, the last oh, episode yeah, of the show. Right at the end. <laughs> and that's when I was just like, holy crap, how much of this have you seen? He goes, mm. all of it. Wow. Uh, we appreciate you, Eddie, but, uh, you're wrong. Both of Doug's characters <laughs> were objectively the best characters when he... <laughs> That's a very nice shout out. I'm sure he will love that. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Shall we, shall I recap last week's episode? No, let's go. You cut down the man who was hanging from the ceiling. You might need this. So we'll just give you a hot summary. 
you, you cut down. Ah. Ooh, that's ooh, hot. That's hot. It's very hot. You cut down the man. I'm glad I took my jacket off. Hanging from the ceiling. He carried a clamshell mirror with the word Android written upon it, etched into it by hand. You managed to fix an information panel, Tony, with the help of Graham, Dr. Craig Graham. And you fixed the panel and gained a map of the area. You then ventured to the east, finding a corridor leading to a lift down to floor two. After looking at the graffiti, you decided to skip that one, as Noriko and Arcady had explained that as being Eden, a strange place where Monarch pits two android groups called the Chosen and the Fallen against each other, perpetually. Arcady called it torturous. But if they're all androids, then what does he care? You then went south and passed by some meeting rooms. You left these unexplored and ventured into the cafeteria. There you crept up on a diver named Armand, who was eating some beans alone at the table. You mentioned that you were just dropped off by Arcady, and he might still be at the visitor's dock, so Armand rushed off not to miss the departure. After that, you explored the kitchen and discovered it mostly broken down, except for a curious figure of a little golden rat, and the Year of the Rat tune came in sub, uh, subtly in the, in the music. It was a good little Easter egg, wasn't yeah. it? Was it part of the adventure, or is it me... The warden inserting our previous our previous one shots into the you never know. If it was part of the adventure, then someone someone has been listening and is working with <laughs> no, us this at is, some point. This is done years ago, Doug. This book. Anyway, it was rest this golden rat was resting on a prep table with a plate containing three cigarettes. Tony, you thought this was curious that nobody had taken the statue or the cigarettes. Remember that? Remember yeah, you yeah. even offered our man cigarettes and he took them. I did. So, something to put in your brain. Tony decided to then do some... Cigarettes in my mouth, but... Yeah. Well, it goes to your brain as well. It's cancerous. Tony, you really should really should try cutting back. Maybe Buck Fernard just gives you pamphlets when you come back. No, yeah. Buck, it'll be the, um, the miracle of prayer or... Incense like sticks instead. So- something about, like, special meditation. Yeah. Vape. Yeah, va- yeah, he's yeah. a vapist. Yeah, put, exactly. put this. Uh, <laughs> he's a use 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 the oh special. Oh my god, that's the term. A vapist. Yeah, a vapist. I don't. I'd... <laughs> use this special um, coffee grounds as a colonic and <laughs> and sing this mantra three times. <laughs> it's passed through di- the digestive tract of a small monkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everything is a colonic eventually. Oh, yes, I by can't. the laws of atoms. Now, every time I look at Buck, all I can think is, man, that is the face of a vapist right there. Tony decided to do some renovations on the door, the fridge door, one of them, and Gordon and Dr. Cameron ventured off to search the meeting rooms in the meantime. After a brief search in the meeting room B, Cameron, it's all coming back now, you kicked through some refuse, oh, yeah. and tumbling out was a pristine android logic core, and strapped to the side was an EMP mine, which began to beep. Yeah, I have regrets. Now, regrets. 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 Yeah. Regrets. No regrets. Many regrets. Very old regrets. So I don't really want to talk about what you're going to do now. I think we'll get into the show and just see what happens and give you split second. So... 
you're probably not going to have a chance to talk with John or Gordon Good about what you each want to do. I think it'll be interesting to get straight back into the scene. Both of you have to make a split decision. You might choose to do something together if you can communicate that or you act in instinct and we'll find out what that is. I think we can get started. But first, let us raise our glass to toast to episode seven of our Mothership campaign and episode 150. Josh doesn't have a glass, neither do I. Episode 150 of the NWTB. You just ruined the immersion. I've got an empty can of Coke. Episode 150 of the NWTB podcast. I think it's. You can take the sip. I have to remove the cap from my. That's fine. We'll keep. Yeah. The can is empty. It's good foley work. There, Doug. <laughs> okay. I think. I think it is time we christen this show with a proper name. So I let. I think it's time to christen the show with a name that Doug doesn't approve of, personally. <laughs> we can kill two birds with one stone, because here it is. Let us begin. Nobody Wake the Bugbear presents Ghosts and the Machine, Episode 7. We fade back into the scene, meeting room B. Dr. Elias, you are searching with Gordon Good through all this refuse. You kick over a bunch of papers and chairs and broken cubicle, and out of the refuse rolls a pristine, reflective android logic core. And strapped to the underside is some kind of mine. Perhaps an EMP mine, perhaps a fragmentation grenade. You're not the you're not a military person, but this thing begins to beep. Beep, 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 beep. Gordon, Dr. Elias, roll a fear. Right now. Do it now. Do it now! Do it now. It's really bad. So that's a 94 over 26. You feel this fear rise up. You take a point of stress, Gordon. That's a 76 over 37. You also, the fear rises up, take a point of stress. Now, decide what you're going to do, Gordon Good. I grab the thing and throw it away. Gordon, you dive on this thing, pick it up and describe. Uh, Gordon Good was a gravity ball champion in high school. He goes for that logic core like it's a gravity ball, like he's throwing for the greatest score of his life, as far as he can over all the cubicles, putting as much debris and distance between it and them as possible. Oh shit! You pick up this whole thing and chuck it, and it just sails across. Beep, 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 I'm beep, hitting the deck. Beep, beep, beep. Dr. Elias hits the deck behind one of the cubicle bases, and you hear just hear this and crackling in your comms. All your comms just go and it fades out. 
and we cut back to Tony and Craig. What's the range on the MP? Don't know. Tony, you are unscrewing this door to the kitchen. One of the big industrial fridges, the walk-in fridges. What are you trying to do? Yeah, I'm trying to take the door off. Um, I figured it would be good if um, at some point there's some downtime. I might be able to fix it somewhere so it's like a good in-between. If we ever need to close ourselves in somewhere, uh, we can use it like a barricade or something. It's just, uh, you know, I know a lot of kitchens have these. It's just fortuitous that it has the big fridge door. They're very solid. You know, it's not practical to just bring something from the bell like that over here so sometimes you got to find these things as you go so you're you want the door to sort of barricade against one of the entrances rather than barricading yourself inside the fridge correct yeah 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 just basically uh something like that or um you know if, if we got long and um like a really long time but uh, as far as i'm aware the longer you stay in this place the more deadly right you asking that to dr craig Craig, what do you... You've got a bit of time. You've, you've seen Gordon and Cameron walk off and talking to each other, and you're just left alone with Tony. I feel like this place manifests. Um, hey, you're starting to sound like Buck. <laughs> I mean, things are appearing. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that you've been handing out cigarettes left, right, and center, and then you just magically come into what would probably be the most ransacked room on this station and find three pristine cigarettes on a table. Yeah, it's peculiar, right? Yeah, so uh, I like the idea of being able to barricade ourselves in somewhere and having a respite, but I've got a feeling that what we're up against, walls don't mean anything to it. Yeah, well, uh, I was, uh, I got a welder back on the ship. I think I could cut a a door-sized hole in the floor and we could have like a rope or something go down and then we could use it like a like a hatch to yeah. get between two of the floors yeah. so we could quickly get the fuck out of here if we need to. I like that idea. But again, I've got a feeling that this station is less of a house and more of a body, if that makes sense. I yeah, think... well, get ready for the fucking surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> and this door just goes You're saying this as you're just going Yeah, yeah, yeah Like Formula One stop And as you get the last bolt This thing's gonna drop Right? It's freaking heavy Yeah, yeah Give me a hand with this, would you? I'm just gonna lay it down over here I, My suggestion is is Just step out of the way and let it fall That's stupid <laughs> It. You both grab onto it, but then Craig steps back and you take the brunt of the, the weight oh, and no, what I'll, happens? I'll take the I'll take the brunt. Not the brunt, but I'll it's help like, him. Imagine they're like a you know piece of furniture on its side. It's just kind of coming down. Two people, you hold the top, you slowly let it down and onto its side. You hit it clangs against the stainless steel. But it's safe. It's now pivoted on the floor. What do you want to do with it? Are you dragging it somewhere or leaning it up against the side? Uh, we got some, like, old tea towels or something like that. I'm going to put underneath and slide it across. You look around, you can find some old fabric oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soaked, Just yeah. Just some rags, you know. Sure. 
I'll uh, slide it on out of the kitchen near the entrance doorway that we were at before. Okay. When uh, when we first came into that uh, this is quite eating e- area. Quite exertive. This is a really heavy door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. I'll just floor. you know we'll do that until the the others are ready, or you know if I finish dragging it over, uh, I'll head over to the others. Sure. Uh, well, that's at least ten minutes away. Like they've this took you a bit of time to sort out. You dragging it through the. Yeah. And they haven't returned back. They've been talking on the comms over the time, just checking in. You've explained that you guys have an open comms. Are you pressing the button to talk or you think it's just flat open? I'm thinking we push the button to talk yeah. to the open yeah. channel. So it's not just cacophony. Yeah. 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 I mean, you don't want to hear every fucking mouth breather and, you know, <laughs> it's been much. <laughs> yeah. You, you churn in. And you bring up the the comms. My Uncle Jerry was a fucking mouth breather. Not dirty, disgusting mouth breather. <laughs> oh, Dr. Graham. A <laughs> little bit of prejudice. Uh, Cray, you touch the comms. You got a copy there, Gordon? Can I hear static? You hear static on your comms. Do I normally hear static? You do, until they... They chime in. But you're just hearing open static. Copy Gordon. Copy Doc. Let's go. Gear up. Tony. Gear, gear up. You gonna ask what's wrong? I I am asking. I, there's no response. Can you hear him? I got nothing. Hey, Goldie. Gordon. Tony, you open up. Yours, and again, get some static. Hey, Gordon. Gordon. Yo, I heard someone said they were a better Gravity Bull champion than you. You get all this static, and then something starts to come through. No, uh, I used to work in an apartment building, one of those mega structures, and, uh, we do maintenance. And, uh, you know, I had to... At the case, and uh, every now and then you'd walk in and see poor some poor, poor person hanging there, hanging there, hanging there, and uh, you know the world's a depressing place enough as it is, and you you see you see people that didn't quite make it. It's uh, never gets old. Never get used to it. And this static begins to fade back in. Did I hear that too? No, only Tony, when you get to check your comms, it comes through. Josh is reaching for something. Hmm. 29 under 35 fear safe. Nice. How do you react? Uh, uh, Doc, you hear that just now? No. Why? What'd you hear? Uh, <clears throat> uh, nothing. I think I was, you know, you just hear it in your own thoughts or something. Like, uh, too much silence. It's alright. Don't worry about it. I don't know if that's going to come across on the, on the show how amazing that was in person. So good, by the way. <laughs> that was awesome. Tony, you suddenly jump again as the comms come through. But this time, it's Dr. Elias and Gordon. And we cut back.
Dr. Elias Gordon, you, Cameron, you picked yourself up off the floor and you can still, the hairs on your arms are standing up. Gordon, same thing. You've just hucked this thing and it's exploded behind one of the, the dividers a good, you know, 10 to 12 metres away. That's not supposed to happen, is it? What was that thing? Well, in my line of work, EMP. We're not supposed to set off EMPs, are we? I, I don't think that's in the plan. It's probably not advisable. I'll check my comms. Hello? Can anyone hear us? Hello? Come in. Is that you, your doctor? Are we coming through, clear? Did did anything happen that way? I think we've we we've hit a snag. We m- might have set off an EMP. Um, did you say you set off an, an EMP? This will be coming into Tony as well and Craig. Yeah. How the hell? Well, there was a mine. We found an AI core, okay. real shiny stuff. Then it started beeping, and I just hooked it over the wall. Um, is there like any sign that something knows we're here? A, uh, a sort of side-eye Tony. I don't know. I mean, things have been showing up. Look, we know we gotta be careful in this place. It's uh, We got told it's dangerous and maybe a little bit spooky, so... But nothing's, like, spoken to you? Oddly specific. (laughs) Well, we know this place is run by like a sentient computer. No computers. Okay, well, this thing is probably mostly fried, but I'll go take a look at it anyway. Alright, hang tight. We'll come up your way. Tony and Craig, you begin to make your move. Back to the meeting room. Gordon, you walk over and pick up this, or look at it, you look at it first. Yeah. And you don't see any burn marks or anything like that. But you see the the mine is sort of discharged and open. There's no sign of any electrical activity. And this cylindrical, silver-coloured, reflective AI core is just sitting there. Now, you've repaired AI cores before. You repaired Raphael's yes. core when he got shot to the chest. Yes. And this is quite different from that. This looks state-of-the-art. You haven't seen anything like this. Oh, baby. Some kind of new model? It seems like the, the MP was a dud. It didn't sound like a dud. Well, the comms are working. That's the first sign. Second sign. Oh, no, you know this went off. You just got far enough away from it. You hucked it like a champion. Oh. But Gordon doesn't know because he's completely hairless, so none of this hair stood up. <laughs> but, okay, so... <laughs> like a plucked chicken. So there's no... But So there is an EMP mechanism inside. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this thing went off. It went... Yeah. But it's just static. discharged now. So, yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you would have been in close range to this thing, adjacent to it, it would have fried every single piece of electronic equipment on your person. Yeah. So... You checked your comms; it still works. Yeah, you we're well, out of the blast. I'll, I'll, I'll bring the. I'll pick up the AA core. We better open this and uh, see if anything's salvageable. I guess no one's going to pay much for a fried AI core. Do we know it? It's definitely fried. Well, it was right next to the AMP. So unless it's got some kind of state-of-the-art grounding inside, but uh, then again, that's what we're here for. 
Although, I don't like the idea of any IA core that's immune to EMPs. It's bad medicine, man. What are we coming here looking for again? We're just scouting everything out? You just yeah. dis- you passed these rooms on the way through. Yeah, we can go in. As they were taking off the door, you decided to maximize your time and go back to do a proper search. Yeah. Because remember, you only opened the door to this place. Mm-hmm. And have we gone through all the meeting rooms? I can't. I would think this is... No, this is meeting room A. This is where you first went. You started looking and you found this. You got a few options. You can either continue your search through this area or you can meet up, go back or wait for... You know Tony and Graham are coming. Yeah. You can wait for them if you choose to. Do we wait? Well, yeah, let's not confuse them. Mm. We'll wait up. Yeah, we'll hang out. All right, we're going to... I'm going to... On the comms. All right, we're going to wait out here for you guys to show up. And then, uh, see what happens. Uh, out, out here where? Uh, back the way you, we came. Meeting room. Meeting a. room number one. A. A. Meeting room number A. <laughs> <laughs> a one. And a few minutes go by, you just look at each other and wonder what a, you know, stressful few seconds you just had. So who do you reckon put this here? One of the other one of, It divers? must be another diver. It looks like the place is picked clean, so I'm assuming that it's just for people who might be pretty green down here. Yeah, well, frankly, if it's another diver, this can't be worth shit. Otherwise, they would have taken it with them. Or it just is, you know, a sacrifice to try and take out anybody else coming down here. I wouldn't put it past people. One point of order, John. I apologize. It was meeting room number B. Reading room number 2B. Motherfucker, we were in meeting room A. <laughs> we're looking around for you. Wondering where the fuck you were. <laughs> And <laughs> Doug has just dropped one of his dice. Andrew, roll a sanity check. <laughs> and well, it's because it goes A, B, but you were coming from the opposite direction, B, A. That's all. And or, coming, Bar- or Baracus, as it's known. Yeah, coming in through the doors, Tony. Followed closely by Craig. How do we know they're real? Hey, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good question. Kind of, uh... Three minutes you had. I'll show the um, discharged EMP. Someone Ooh. left us a present, I think. What sort of state is the EMP in? Is it discharged fully? Fully. Is it like a grenade where it like fully explodes and this is just shrapnel I'm being handed? Or is it still somewhat intact and it just releases a pulse? You know it just releases a pulse. There's no shrapnel. It's designed specifically to combat androids and disable them. Yeah. Do you... Only works once because it's an electronic device. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Does it look like there's any way I can sort of, if I get several of these, salvage them into one sort of working one, perhaps? Not, not really because they're designed to be completely inoperable. They're designed to combat androids specifically. Yeah. Or... You can't make a new grenade out of pieces of a grenade. That's yeah. Fine. It's very advanced. Can I just sort of... You can pocket it. I, w- I want to get an idea of how old it is where it's come from roughly like just a bit of a how old it seems to be it doesn't look like it was made by it doesn't have any markings of monarch on it no sort of like uh, a, it, you don't notice the company it's, yeah okay but it is relatively fun it's a functioning it was a functioning mine obviously they've told you that one thing before we continue tony please make a ben's check uh how do i do that 1d100 what is your current ben's score Three. All right, you have to roll over. Three. 
92. Nice. If I roll a under a three, I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I'd roll <laughs> Just that. Just roll a one. And you are all together now. We look at the map. Sure, bring up the map. Have you sketched this map? Did you... How did you copy it down from the terminal? Mud map it? Just Does anyone have a, sketch? a terminal? On their sh- inventory? Uh, if I do, it would have... Thank goodness it wasn't ruined by the... Uh, oh, yeah. No, I don't. What kind of terminal would you need? Like Computer terminal. terminal. Oh. Portable terminal. Yep. I'm just saying, you saw the readout of the map... But you can't take it with you. You would have had to transfer it to your terminal or draw it. Well, these are offices. This is office space, right? Didn't one of us choose to have a handheld terminal? It's got to be on your inventory. Uh, no, it was... I thought you did. Was it a terminal? No. No. I had a sample collection kit. Is and it... we had a discussion about how that would work. Because I got the med scanner. Didn't you get the other one? The um... I have a bioscanner. Bioscanner, med scanner, and then someone has a diagnostic cybernetic right, scanner. So you don't have it. No, um, that's fine. Is this, this is an office space, right? Sure. Is there paper anywhere? There's torn books everywhere. Yeah, and pens. And paper and pens. You yeah. Look, you've got a map. I'm just asking you how you got it. I'll just you got draw a map. it manually. You know, I, I did a few art classes. The teacher was pretty hot. <laughs> so that's the only way I'm not, you know, not a pussy or anything, but... Didn't I make that canon last <laughs> session? Mm-hmm. Not the art teacher. I think oh. it was the gym teacher. It everyone was a teacher. A, everyone had a, a teacher. The janitor, everyone had a laugh. Okay, you're in meeting room B. Do you want to go to search another room? Sure. Let's go search meeting room A. <laughs> what? I think I've lost this from my brain. Sure. It's fallen out. What are we actually looking for specifically in this part? Is it something specific that we're trying to find here? Or this is just we're figuring it out because the other places are too dangerous to go? This is the... Arcady said it was the introductory baby steps yeah. uh, into the deep. He can take you to perhaps another place, but you didn't ask, but he sort of recommended that new divers start in floor number one, reception. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Have, yeah. I was just double checking because I was like, were we supposed to be getting something? But So you didn't say, say Arcady, where can I find this? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he wouldn't know. Yeah. I think we, we keep going, but maybe as a group, uh, maybe we want to check out. Meeting room number A. Number A? Sure. Up. You go number north. Number eight. Number eight. The meeting room A. Oh, the, the portable computer terminal is on the manifest for the Black Swan. That's why no one bought another one. MK has one, but he's not here. He's not here. It's just that you didn't pack it. You, it's not on the people that are here. Mm. Here we go. Tony, Gordon, Elias, and Craig. So this room looks pretty much similar it's more luxury and plush, dingy plush carpeting, mold smell, luxury office chairs, sort of executive meeting room. Do you reckon this is where someone got loads of shares and became rich? And then, like, ruined some guy's marriage and stole his daughter? That's oddly specific, Gordon. <laughs> you travel in. Tell you what. If I find some shares, Gordon, they're yours. I'll need a lot of shares to compete with that prick. <laughs> <laughs> you you go in. This is good banter as you're walking through the 
meeting tables, you see one of these rooms is sort of blockaded off. And someone's turned in a, one of the long meeting tables on its side, like some kind of a barricade as you open this room. Is it barricaded on the inside to prevent us from getting in, or is it barricaded on the outside to prevent something inside coming out? Yeah, it's as if someone was in the room and had flipped this table facing the door to act as cover for someone walking through the door. Okay, so... Otherwise, we probably wouldn't know it was barricaded. Yeah. Yeah. That's my cue to sort of turn the fuck around and start looking out everywhere. Yeah, you're looking. There doesn't seem to be any... You don't hear anything when you open the door. No, I'm, I'm looking into the, the room that we're currently in now. With the barricaded table? Uh, no, the other room. The room on the other side of the barricaded table where we are. Yeah, you've been travelling for a while. Yeah. You're trying to remove the barricades? No. I see, I see someone's barricaded against where we are Our positioned. Direction. yeah. Which means that where we are currently, something, something was attacking was. something inside that building. So this is my opportunity to go... Right, and turn around and see. It's a little, a little sort of paranoid tick of what yeah. the fuck is in here with us. You stop. You quiet everyone down. You just hear the breathing, and you don't hear any signs of life. You just hear the the hum of sort of the station hum. The breathing being his breathing. Mm-hmm. All of you. You just sort of you we hear our breathing. Craig's like everyone, be quiet, mm. and you just listen for about thirty seconds. You hear no. Signs of movement. Sweet. Yep. That's it. Does this, is this what do you look want like me to say? Does no. it look like it's been picked through this room as well? You're going to enter it and search it? I'm confused about which side of the barricade we're on. We're on this You're side. outside the room. The barricade There's a barricade here. facing us. The, room. the door's not barricaded. Okay. So, so, so you, you can see into the other room. Yeah. It's not like... Somebody's now no. the door shut. Someone. No. Okay, I was envisioning something. Okay, yes. I'm picking up what everybody's putting so down we're, now. We're, just high wall. we're standing like in the doorway to a room. Inside that room is a barricade facing towards us, meaning someone inside the room was afraid of something coming through the same doorway we are now com- currently coming through. Mm. Yeah, got it. So let's go in the room. Yes. I think. Gordon, you see on top of this table someone scratched uh, with a knife on the top. Fuck off. <laughs> How old... <laughs> How old is it? How old is it? You is get out your the the identifying wood glass. Ha, ha, with that, is like, there picture? any f- is there any flakes? Like no. debris, <laughs> or is like, there a like when you like scratch something flakes? really fresh? It's like quite pale wood, and over time it might get grubby. Mm. It's pretty grubby. Behind this table, you find a backpack, just oh. resting up against it. Don't open the bag. Uh, Craig, I, Craig says. I lift the backpack without opening it to see how heavy it is. Pretty. Heavy. There's something inside this. You hear maybe glass and little tinking, like tink, 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 tink. Can I tick on my heat vision goggles and see if the bag is giving off anything? No. No. Who wants me to open it? I think it means you can, but you can't see anything. There's no heat signature. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you do that. I'm going to stand over there. And he walks out of the... Room. I gotta do everything around here. I don't. I wouldn't stand. That's prime hucking position. Maybe take ten feet to the. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Everyone. I've. I've traumatized them already on just searching for rooms. Right. But John, that could have been a random roll. You don't know. The chance might have been very low for that to happen. I'm gonna open the. I'm gonna unzip it. Inside. Straight away. Shotgun shells. Twelve. 
flashlight. Yeah, boy. What are you saying, yeah, boy? You're the furthest away from this thing as you possibly can be. No, I'm right, right next to are you. Are you? It was Tony that was oh, back. Tony off. is. Twelve shotgun shells. You got gloves on? No. Ah, we're <laughs> having fun. <laughs> I, I actually am wearing a hazard suit, so yes. Uh, six glass vials. Craig, you look over. Stim packs. Oh boy. Twelve. How many was that? Six. Six, six stim packs. Can I? I'll go through the rest of it first. Six stim packs, twelve shotgun shells, and a flashlight. Can I uh, have a look at one of those little vials there? Sure. And pick like it up. to get high, do you? Well, not on the job, but... Looks like a dull red liquid. Never uh, before the game. <laughs> Never before the game. Only after. Once you've won. Or unless you're... A, no, I'm not going to say that joke. Um, you know a lot of the guys were shooting up in the, in the locker room. I, I didn't need that sort of enhancement, you know, as natural born gifts, you know. I'm sorry, is this your character? <laughs> I, just, I just can't help myself. Can't myself. There was one particular player named Fen Brothers. He was notorious for it. What sort of state is this? Does this look like an old... Is there like an expiry date on this? Does this look like it was some sort of homemade hooch version of a stim pack? There's a barcode, but you've probably got nothing to scan it with. Have you? Uh, terminal? Uh, not terminal, no. Diagnostic, anything? I've got a medical scanner. Medical scanning will do it? Yep. You scan these stim packs and they come up pretty old, out of date. Like years old. Can I make a intelligence check to see if old stim packs still work nope you're a surgeon yep they don't still work they or they could even be poisonous okay so i'm going to like imagine oh imagine if you guys didn't have a doctor with you <laughs> you carry these stim packs right you gotta go use and them. you go to use them and they're fucking poisonous mm -hmm. i'm going to um this is why you can't just be all marines look to gordon with this wicked looking grin on my face and go hey gordon I got some poisonous stim packs here. <laughs> if we uh, ever get a bit of a shakedown or find someone we don't like getting hurt or whatever, uh, jab them with one of these and tell them it's a stim pack. Play dumb. You some kind of creep? <laughs> Who does that to somebody? Well, you don't know when you need a poison. Somebody. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm just saying. I can't give them poisonous stim packs. You, I know better. You don't like someone, you break their knees. That's, the, that's, that's the only decent thing to do. That's the only decent thing to do. Trust me, I've got robot knees. This is how we did it back yeah. in the game. Yo, you're always right, you know. You, you go for straight for the knees. Straight for the knees. Knees or eyes. I was just going to say, Doug, Craig, this is exactly what someone has just done. Mm. What you're saying is what someone may have done mm. right now. I don't want to add them to my kit unless I need to mark them to identify them separate to my yeah, you're not packs. carrying those dr poison i'll take him yeah that's why i'm thinking giving it to him i don't trust you because if why i you point to me <laughs> if i say if i say gordon go heal that guy and it's someone that we hate it's my cue for gordon to just go and fucking this poison is very for those of you who listen to nobody with the bugbear ghost of gondelgrim podcast will recall this sorry john i think i know what you're going to say because i pointed at josh subconsciously and it's because kobias would label his Vials of poison potions? Yeah. All the time? Is that what you were going for? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Someone may or may not have drunk one of those. Yeah, but I'm not doing it today. <laughs> this was years ago. <laughs> unless, uh, oh. Dr. Cameron, unless you want to keep the expired stim packs. No, I don't think I do, but I appreciate the offer. Okay. Unless uh, you'd have to clearly label them 
obviously. No, just, no, just, just keep them away from the good stim packs. How about we uh, leave them next to those cigarettes in the kitchen? This? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three stim packs. Oh, you evil bastards. <laughs> they're, just, they're just arsenic cigarettes. When you're staring at this flashlight, it's a very military flashlight, black and military issue, not something that you could just buy. Uh, it would be have to be issued by a, a company. Dr. Craig and most of you probably notice it belonging to the troubleshooters, the company of the company mm. uh, mercenaries blockading the system. And we flash back a couple of hours, an hour and a half, you know, to the shuttle and Arcady going through the descending down to the deep in the, back in the shuttle the, the rising engines start burring up and Arcady's sitting there at the controls it's ricketing and he shouting over the thing you're approaching the visitors dock you know I must tell you about the troubleshooters what do you know so far they're uh, some sort of merc band hired thugs locals in charge of keeping people from coming in here. Sorry, did you call me? <laughs> no, it's not Merkaba. Oh, Merkaband, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Merkaba. Yes, I will give you some helpful information. The troubleshooters will sometimes conduct raids upon levels of the deep, this one being the most frequent. It is never sure when they will come. But when they do, it is best to stay out of their way. Right. Are they, do they have a shoot-on-sight policy for outsiders being in? As far as they are concerned, nobody should be on... No human should be on the deep. So, so they act yes. indiscriminately. So yes, I would recommend not encountering them. Do they have some sort of identifying uniform so I know to shoot on swipe myself that would be very unadvisable they usually conduct raids in 10 soldier assault teams right right they right. will have these black exosuits with red visors right they carry with them state-of-the-art weaponry so don't shoot on site just running hard cool if you okay. encounter a kill team or a raiding team I would advise you to take a wide berth. Anyway, it doesn't appear that they are here now. Shall we enter the deep? Lead the way. And we fade out. And we come back to the meeting. Man, I want those uh, loot. Yeah. yeah, the troubleshooters are the marines. They're like the marines to the navy of this blockade. They're a small private army. They are there to board the deep itself. Their mission is to ensure no androids escape the facility. So they just come there and just, they don't care about collateral damage. They will just mow down whatever they come across. It's their job to stop anything getting out. They don't really, as you saw, they don't stop anything coming in too much. They ask for bribes, but their mission is to not let anything out. So they, they come down in squads and they just patrol. They wear all black exosuits, military grade. You would know it as heavy armor. Mm. They usually have these helmets with red visors and you just hear their vocal uh, coming through on comms only. 
audio only sort of thing like that. Their visors shine red in the dark. They are merciless and brutal to behold. And we cut back to you looking at this troubleshooter issue torch. Do you reckon they booby trap their gear? Seems like... Who are you talking to? Just whoever... Gordon? Gordon? <laughs> well, why not just not leave it behind? I mean, do they have a lot against divers or is it just androids they don't like? I think it's anything and everything in here. It's a shoot on side, ask question later set of policy. Fair policy to have, mind you. Well, they're bad at their jobs because this place is crawling with divers most of the time. Well, there's nothing wrong with coming in. They're not gatehousing people coming in. It's more people going out, from my understanding. Craig, do you have this suspicion that this was a trap? Uh, now that I'm looking at this torch, yes. How would you inspect something? How would you diagnose something like this? My instinct was initially to sort of pull the torch apart before even turning it on to check it. You can do that. It just takes time. And then... But you've got 23 hours. The shotgun shells. Can I look around to see if there's any sort of wiring or booby trapping in the room? Yeah, you check around and apart from this bag, there's nothing much of interest in this room apart from the blockade. Any bodies? No. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, Is this like a, a single hand 10, 15, 20 centimeter long torch or is this one of those big Battany ones. Battany. Okay. Like, like it a could, mag life. It like could mag, double yeah. as a bludgeoning weapon. Right. And yeah. you would it would do about D ten damage. I'll take a little bit of time and, and pull the torch apart and Okay, what's everyone else want to do in this situation? We'll keep looking if there's anything else in the room. Yeah. This room no, but there's still the entire area. And uh, let's not split up. You don't have to split up, but Oh yeah, you do if you're leaving Craig. I'm uh I'm going to try a thing while you're uh, taking that apart. Sure. So, um, looking around, I want to, that personal camera of mine, that would have been like on my... The body cam? On the, body, the body cam, yeah, yeah. How big are they? They're like... Oh, about the size of um, small fist? I mean, they come in all sizes. Like a GoPro. Like a GoPro, okay. And is there a way to attach it to something if I wanted to... Um, like if there was a hole and I wanted to feed it through and check it on my HUD? No, it's not like a fine, like a radial camera where you can just scope things out. It's attached to your clothing and battery powered from a battery pack probably in your suit. I mean, like, could I strap it to like a stick or, you know, a rod? You could. It would just have to take its little power pack with it, I guess. Mm. Like it's bulkier than a little spy camera. It's not a sort of spy camera. Damn. Smart. What did you want to look for? Well, I wanted to see how deep each floor is from the other. So if I start, I got a drill in my toolkit, it's going to try and drill a hole in the floor and just see, you know, how far down does the floor, like, is it thick? Are they thin? Can you just see between them? Like, what's the story? Can you tell that with like a uh, bioscanner or something? Would that give no, you, you would, the gist of and that? Even, even the drill you would need like industrial equipment to start ripping off floors of a space station. Like mechanically, it's probably not very feasible because there would be considerable mechanical pieces between the floors. It could be dozens of meters, hundred meters. Well, yeah, it's what I was trying to figure out, you know, 
like open a, up a little patch. Yeah. Just have a look. Start ripping up the floor? Rip up a piece of the floor, you cool. know? You see Tony start ripping into the floor. Just pick like a an, a, an empty corner kind of thing yeah, you, and just like, you know, I might even... You pull up a, this plush carpet? <laughs> yeah, I pull up the carpet. I got a crowbar. Uh, I might, you know, try and drill a, a, a basic hole and then uh, just kind of rip rip yeah. some of it up. I just want to see you just hear like, this... what's the structure mm. look like. Is it concrete? Is it just metal sheeting? After the carpet, it just heats, goes through the the sheeting and just starts going. I mean, it's just really loud, just glaring metal through this thing. Craig, you just hear this and what are they doing? And trying to do electrical work. Putting one finger in one of my ears. Like, and it just go, it goes through. And you've made a hole. Okay. And uh, just shine a flashlight in there. and It looks like it's gone down about... 12 inches maybe and then it's opened up into cabling and metal metal pipes heating things like that perhaps you would know power cables yeah 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 so it's like the the roughing yeah okay okay cool 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 what do the shotgun shells look like they look like normal shotgun shells yeah if you inspect them do you know a thing about shotgun shells ballistics have you got firearms I don't I have industrial equipment but I don't know if that helps me yeah no probably seen a shotgun shell before yeah but i yeah does it just look like shotgun shells i've seen before yeah doesn't look any i'm gonna try and unscrew a shotgun shell gordon you unscrew the shotgun shell and it goes bang it's a dud oh let's screw another one fun a dud the powder's all all ah, spoiled ah tricky tricky okay poisonous stim packs and budded shotgun shells and a human head Yes. And we cut back to we cut to Dr. Craig. Craig, you're you're going through this torch, you open it up. It's quite hard once you get it open. You're using tools for this, right? What sort of tools? Um I'm probably borrowing some of um Tony's Tony's using his tools. Some of his more finer This tools. is electrical. Yeah, I got an electrical tool there you kit. Go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So this drilling's finished and you're opening up this torch. And you know a bit about jerry rigging, right? Yep. You find in this torch, some kind of radio communication device that's slowly bugged, blinking. And as you look down on that, you just hear in the distance footsteps. As soon as I see the bug, I go, move it, move it, move it, move it, move it. Get the fuck out of here. This thing is bugged. This thing is bugged. We've got friends. We've got company. We I, dropped get the, I dropped the shotgun shells. Get the fuck out of here now. Move. Well, is it in the hallway? The noise? You hear footsteps coming yep. from the distance, probably to the west, general direction, passing through, and you hear a few tinks, and then you hear nothing, as you know a lot of this stuff is carpeted as you enter the, starting into the room. Does it sound like they were far enough away for it to be worth us getting up out of the room and running away without being seen? You've got a bit of time if you want to get a position going. I don't think... Just tell me where it, what do, you're doing. Does it sound... So it sounds like they came from... Man, it'd be good if we had a fridge door right Yeah, now. that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we back up back up to the kitchen and, and use your fridge door technique to <laughs> wait these fuckers out. This thing would be coming from the hallway you entered this area into. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we see a map just so we can visualize? Because I'm sure. struggling with the... 
I can show you the squares. It's probably coming from the north, so we got to move down to the south where we were before. So we pack towards the kitchen. Okay, so where where are we now? The meeting room A. Remember, this is a rectangular box. I'm we speak relative. All you know is this thing is coming from where you came from, and it's getting closer. So the I need some reactions. What, so oh, the hallways. Don't look at the map, Josh. It's, it's, I, I'm trying to understand my bearings. So yes. is the hallway coming from the cafeteria? No, that's ten minutes away. You've been walking for. I'm trying to twenty see, minutes. Like there's a there's a little bit between the cafeteria and the thing, or which 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 come direction you came from? Because we were in the kitchen and we came through here, but we also arrived from a different angle. So yeah. I'm trying to say which came from. Are you talking about? The hallways outside of this room are to the west, and you've travelled for about twenty minutes to towards get here. the entrance or the kitchen. Reception or kitchen? Which way is it heading from? Uh, from the hand drawn map. All you know is once you get out of this room, you go back into the long hallway. Yep. To the north were the stairs and the reception where you came from, and to the south is the cafeteria. Does it sound like it's coming okay. from the north not, or the not, south? Doug, it is from it. that hallway. Doug, it is imminently coming yeah. right now. Yeah, and because you've procrastinated, no, Andrew, hold up. Wait, this is all. I was above just trying to figure talk. out if there were different is, locations. Is the noise coming from what sounds like the north or the south? You say we can hear these footsteps. Yes. So we haven't reacted. We haven't done anything. We've heard these footsteps. We, this is all in the moment still. Yeah. And is Craig it coming said, Take from cover. the north or the south, roughly? North. Okay. So my suggestion was we hightail it south, which is sort of what. So your your plan is to run away from the noise. Okay, good. You begin to pack up your gear. <laughs> Tony's rips the, his camera back on. Might not have the time to reattach it to yourself. And you begin. Oh yeah, I didn't take the camera because no, it was. It, you said it was going to be too difficult with like you having to take the battery pack and. Like no, I said you could do it. It's just not a fine. It's not designed mm. for a spy cam mm. like a uh, thing. Anyway, you begin to move towards cafeteria. So I'm gonna no, you, Doug. No, you have not. to go back the way you came. We're not gonna make it to the cafeteria. So you can hide. <laughs> Somewhere that's why we're asking room. about. So that's why I was asking yeah. about the hallway and where it goes. Is it? Does it go both places? You, and you were saying if you go south, it goes towards the cafeteria. Yeah. So that's why we were saying towards the cafeteria. So if that's wrong information, yeah. please help us understand better. Yeah. So you've got two options. Option one is going back the way you came and perhaps in which is towards where yeah. the hallways that go south to the cafeteria. Yeah. Or you can hide somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I came yeah. prepared for the fact that we probably might encounter it. You know, right. I was going to book it. Let's go. I'm going so to turn on my flashlight, and as we sort of yeah. hit the door, yeah, yeah, you're going to poke it out and yeah. sort of blind it, and then I'm just going to flicker the flashlight on and off to sort of Set, settle down, blind, settle down the hallway. We're not north. into initiative yet. Yeah, you gather together, you pick up your stuff, just telling you what I'm thinking, and you go out this area and you peek around the one of the walls and you see something you see an android you see this blank faced mannequin like android wearing a cloud bank jumpsuit with some yellow markings on it as apart from the blue they look like a mass produced plain faced android with a blank face without eyes or mouth and this thing is just walking down the hallway, holding an SMG in its hands. What do you do, Craig? You're in front. I'm going to gesture at everyone to start hoofing it south. 
towards our little kitchenette. This thing sees you because and of the I'm flashlight and sees you peek around. Hop a shot at it. All right. Just start opening fire. Let's on roll it. speed. Craig, you're in point. Everyone, roll speed. Craig, what did you get? You were on point. I got a critical fail. Oh, shit. Yep. You looked around the corner and you saw it, but not before it locked onto you and recognized you straight away. Mm. And this sent up a pang of panic in you. Take a stress, we'll come back to you. Gordon. 26 under 35. You pass. Elias. 61 over 36. You fail. Take a stress. And Tony. 42, uh, 43 over 42. Fail. Mm. Okay. So only Gordon. Mm-hmm. First off, we have to roll a panic. Mr. Craig, as you just see this thing, you thought you were being proactive and sneaky, but this thing saw you. Let's go a panic. Your stress can't be that bad. Oh, fuck me. Uh, so my stress is five. Yes. And with that recent fail... It's now a five, and I just rolled a five. Okay. You gain the condition, coward. Oh, fuck me. You must make a fear save to engage in violence, otherwise you flee. Yeah, good, because I have great fear. Gordon. Yes. It's your turn. You see Dr. Craig just freeze. I run to the doorway. You run to the doorway. You Look see, at what he's looking at. You see this android holding a weapon up. Android armed! I yell. Uh, how far away is it? It is close. Five shed I run to tackle it. Holy crap. Let's yeah, do it. Boy. Are you doing a strength or a combat? Are you trying to tackle it and take its weapon or are you trying to just uh, rip through it? Rip and tear. I'll do a strength. Okay. Go for it. Uh, with hand to hand. Of course. At it. Man, anyone tried saying hello? <laughs> it's got his weapon raised. It's got no face. And it's I got no face. I don't like it. And it set a, a bug. Uh, well. So I've got to go under 65. Oh, nice. 38 under 65. You run up to this thing, vibe Shetty in hand, and just do a splitting attack around its arms. No, are you trying to tackle it, aren't you? Yeah, I have the vibe Shetty in hand, but the first thing I do is jump on it. So you hip and shoulder it, sort of thing? Yeah. All right, this thing goes to the ground, smacks on the ground, and you are now sitting on top of this thing. Everyone else, no, it's the creature's turn, Uh because everyone else failed. This android just silently tries to push you off with its strength and it's just going to make a check is it a contested no success with a 10 it pushes you off and writhes around it's still on the ground it sort of gets up holding its weapon that is all it can do it just points its eyes at you no it points its face at you the gun gets pointed at you and now it is everyone else's turn this is one ugly pipe cleaner Tony what do we got Come on, Tony. You're 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 in you're in a in a pickle here. Uh, I guess I've heard a lot about robots, so I'm coming out and I'm kind of having a look, and I can see what it's it's pointing a gun. Yeah, you see Gordon hip. No, you didn't hear, see it hip and shoulder, but you heard this big crack. You see Gordon standing up over this thing. It has gotten up off the floor, holding a weapon at Gordon. What do you do? I mean, I didn't have enough time to put my drill away, so come up with a drill. I'm gonna try and drill it. In the face. All right. <laughs> you run up with this with this in drill. You're going to roll industrial equipment? Yeah. All right. Little double teamster action. 
<laughs> yeah, tag team on this motherfucker. I just gotta check which one industrial equipment. There we go. Okay, let's in. Get it! Nah, man, that was that wasn't good. Get it! What'd you get? <laughs> I got I got ninety one. That is a fail. Please take a stress right now. Your drill did not. Maybe you you stabbed into it right, but it just glanced off the I, shoulder. I forgot to pull the the, the damn <laughs> drill trigger. I just I just poked it. Fucking. God damn it, this ain't woodworking class! <laughs> Alright, Elias, Craig. I'm going to try to shoot it with my pulse rifle. Pulse rifle? That's significantly... Uh, it has a long range. I wanted to ask about this. Mm. Uh, it's that or a Trank pistol, so... It's a oh, hang on, sorry. I got the dice back to front. <laughs> okay. I thought I read 91 instead of 19. Sorry. <laughs> well, that would be a hit. Please roll your damage. I just realised when I realised that didn't have a zero next to it, and I was like, why did I say 90? What is? It, what do I roll? Let's go two d ten. Two d ten. It is a drill, in like a thick one. To the face. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a proper drill. Ten damage. You smack off ten damage. You, you do pierce it, and it goes straight into the shoulder of this thing. Can I? I want to pick the shoulder that's holding the gun. Uh, doesn't work like that. You just pick a shoulder. It's got both hands on the gun. Let's go. Looks like there's no minus on a combat check when fired at close range for this. It's only the Smart rifle that does that. Yep, you had this thing ready. You knew you were sneaking yeah, yeah. behind Craig. Craig was taking point. You've got your weapon on you, and it's drawn. Let's so, go. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang. However, nope. Okay. You've got Tony and Gordon right in adjacent to They're it, writhing in the in its midst. So you could shoot one of us. This could go wrong if you critically fail. Can I get a bit closer it. before I do Have it? Have you got training in firearms? Nope. You don't know. You're just gonna shoot. I'm just gonna shoot. <laughs> Firearm safety. Oh, that's good. Good. It's an 11 under Critical. 38. Critical. Critical success. Nice. You line up this shot, Elias, and from some miracle, you just go... <laughs> three straight bursts into its chest. Center mass. Roll double damage. Ooh, okay, here we go. So it's 3d10 on a single shot. So 6d10. Do you want me to roll all separately or just double my three? It's up Result. to you. Okay. I mean, I can give you more. Uh, what do we got? 30... 33? 33 points of damage. This thing just takes it to the chest and just goes... <laughs> flies back from the impact. Slides across the floor in this hallway and just sits there, inert. Whoa! And initiative ends. Just quickly. You're trying to kill us! Did oh. I kill you? <laughs> Just quick, quickly, because of the military background thing that we did when I did the military training, sure. I gained the marine trauma response <gasps> alongside. Everyone must make a fear save right now because yep. Dr. Craig failed. A panic check. A panic check. That's bad. That is... Oh, it's beard. 95 over 26. So you just take another stress. Sorry, Dave. 14 under 35. You passed? You didn't need your advantage? Um, yeah, it says on panic checks. Advantage on panic checks. Oh, only on panic checks? I do apologize. This was just a fear. Gordon? 47 over 37. Take stress. That shot really... You know, what are you doing? Yeah. Craig is going to... Craig, what happened? Little hints throughout um, the first few episodes. Craig doesn't like androids. I don't know if people picked up on that. He doesn't like androids. He's a robo bigot. He, yeah. 
A robigot, if you will. He used a technique that he's used quite regularly, that is to blind the opponents so then he can get a good look at what the hell he's dealing with. Uh, the second he saw an eyeless android, he sort of remembered back to an incident where he and his squad were in this sort of shopping center and the local support androids and industrial androids out of nowhere went from inert to combat ready and jumped them. And he does not like and does not trust androids and that's sort of He's been pretty good, but he, he just remembered that and it, it shook him. I'm sure the rest of you just see Craig hugging the wall. What do you, you do? <sighs> I stomp on its head. I grab the machine gun. As you stomp on its head, the arm goes to grab your foot and then it's got no strength. It's just like a reaction. And as you crush its skull, it just goes... You freak! Fucking... Not bad for the away team! (laughs) Fucking milk blood. (sighs) What brought this on? Hey! Uh, Dr. Craig! The torch... Um, sorry. The torch has got a bug in it. Son of a bitch! Who put the bug in it? This guy? I... I don't know. Um, Why not? It could be... <laughs> Someone's got to know what's going on. <laughs> Come on, it's a serious thing. Could be could be the troubleshooters. It could be the androids setting traps for rookies like us. It, it... Good shot. Good shot, doctor. Uh. <laughs> I'll blow the smoke off the end of my rifle. Nice. <laughs> Fucking lucky it was a good shot. You're going you're gonna to lose that good shot nickname there, Gordon. Yeah, well, it leaves me to do when I'm dead. I'm going to chop its hand off with my vibe shetty. Another hand gained. And uh, just, yeah, spirited away. This thing is wearing a security android jumpsuit. Cloud bank? Cloud bank. Cloud bank. Does this thing look... This thing looks very android. It's got no eyes and stuff, right? Yeah, it is a basic level security droid. You would think they would work in teams. Very basic level security Probably they would look exactly the same. And they work as like a hive mind, pretty much. They don't have much capability for tactical thought. Right. We got to be able to... They're cheap and mass-produced. Bunker down somewhere and get ready, or we stop moving and we don't stop moving. Why? There's one. Where there's one, there's probably going to be more. Oh, good. It's a bit redundant as a statement because you're in an android manufacturing facility. Exactly. Uh, if we had the element of surprise, it is gone. So, I think that might have been gone with the EMP, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do? Back to the... Back where? We can hunker down by the pickup point and wait for him to pick us up. 22 hours? Or 23 and a half hours? We could move to the kitchen. Sorry, sorry, 22 and a half hours. Move to that little kitchen hideout. Or we could just keep pushing on and don't stop. Well, why don't we go and wait for a bit, see if something happens, and then give it, like, a couple hours? No, you can definitely wait and catch your bearings. Yeah. You can go back to the kitchen for this, if you like. you got the door. Is there a way to drop this condition that I've got? 
Did they take some like downtime or something? Yeah, so you cast restoration back at base. <laughs> take a short rest. No, this has brought back a trauma to you, Doug. This might take a lot to get over, especially more than 24 hours. Yeah. Can I take some drugs? You can take as much drugs as you want. Okay. I'm just wondering, is this going to be a short, like we wait a few hours and I can sort of, it's a traumatic it's a condition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 A couple of hours just chilling out isn't going to deal with that deep, deep. I mean, trauma. You have been traumatized. You role played that brilliantly, and I love what you brought forth of the character. Mm. In Mothership, the story is about these characters and how they deal with the situation. So it might take a bit of getting used to. And you think, oh, it's just a debuff. I'm gonna can't do this, but it's making your character who he is. You mm. know. It's just a really, really fucking unfortunate one for him. Um, right. So we're back in the kitchen? Yeah, you make your way back to the kitchen. 20 minutes, you go through these yeah. hallways. You do not encounter you, as you travel. It's relatively unaccosted. Can I keep an eye on the bioscanner while we're hanging out? Sure. It picks up you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we all hope it would. As you get to the cafeteria, you don't see anything after the range of the bioscanner. All right. So, Looks yeah, while we're clear. just doing our thing here, I'm just going to keep checking it, it occasionally. Sure. Is your intention is to now barricade this kitchen and hold up for a while, a few hours? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that's for the best. See what happens. Let's do it. Why don't we just wait here a little while, see what happens. How's everyone looking? Tony? Gordon. Well, I'm not, not jumpy. Did you get uh, any cuts, any bruises? Did it, did it hit you? No, no, these shoulders can take anything. Ah, my boy. Because my knees are with a problem. <laughs> well, you can't call him robo-knees no more. As you get back to the kitchen, you see cigarettes, three. You also see... Andrew stops to roll the dice. Four cans of food, beans, spaghetti, canned meat, laid out on the plate. How very generous of a host. Have I seen this happen? When you walked in, you saw the golden rat? Yeah. You saw the cigarettes. But, so this is different to the way it was? In addition to those cigarettes is now, now cans four of cans of food. Well, and, and the golden rat? No, yeah. I got. I, I took the golden rat. You took the oh, golden rat. I took did the you? golden rat. You didn't say that. I did. Oh, Rewind I th- on the tape. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was like, "That's weird that no one's taking it." And you're like, "Yeah, that's weird." Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, what I thought. But if that's not true, tell me now. I'm. I'm. I'm now sixty percent sure that <laughs> I said I took it because I know as sixty. Jo- no, wait, fifty-five, fifty. <laughs> I'm getting, not sure. It's at getting all. less and less now. <laughs> I know, as it. Josh just said, that you said I want to take it, and Tony said, "Whoa, whoa." Someone hasn't taken it, you know. Mm. Yeah, I know we had that conversation. That's, and you I, took yeah. it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm let, that's why I was my like, intention was to take it. If you took it and you're like, that's weird that no one took it. You yeah. just take it. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> I'm running on the assumption that I was taking it anyway. Okay, Tony and Craig, as you were leaving that room, as you've moved the door, Craig just swipes it, puts it in <laughs> sure. his pack. You don't know. You come back, the rat's gone. Whether it's the cigarettes yeah, the are there. The rat's thrown into some canned food. That's weird. Maybe it's rat meat. There are no cans. Can I do I brawl So there's no food? But Ben's or you players. Wait, 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 wait. So he took the, the rat and when we come back, there's now not additional cans? Now what, Josh? 
You don't know this. We're now living we're, in that reality. We're, we're living in the reality of the of the thing. You can't use that information. Yeah? Oh, so, so no, 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 no. I'm not animals? trying to use the information. I'm just trying to say, are you saying that now that the rat's gone, there wasn't additional stuff there? I am not hearing Are the three cigarettes still there? Okay. They are. Okay. So, okay, cool. But also the rat was always gone. Do, do, I, do I now am in possession of a bunch of canned food instead of a golden rat? Doug? No? Okay. I'll, I'll be a bit meta with you right now. What just happened with the cans? Didn't happen. Didn't happen because you took the statue of the rat. Yeah. You don't know that. Okay. Mm, okay. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. So, so as walk I, back as, into the kitchen. There's as I was saying, well, the, the rats turned into some canned food. I can't keep up with this place, man. No, there's no canned food. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, the rat's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I've got it. I mean, I thought we said it was weird, right? Yeah. And then I think I said something along the lines of, it's for someone. It's a message to someone. I feel like we should sure. take it and see who's who in the zoo. You know, little crew. Yeah, I mean, um, good luck to you. Nice rhyming, Seuss. Thank you. I'm going to get this door fixed up and uh, we can... Yeah, within the hour, you get this pretty good barricade. You don't have a welder, but it is a heavy door. You can. Um, you said you didn't have your welder. No, I said I left it at the ship, didn't I? So you've you've got one. I have. I, I own a welder. I mm. just must have left it behind, yeah, according to my own dialogue. Yeah. One of the doors to the kitchen is barricaded through mundane reasons, perhaps a, a pole or a crowbar in mm. the latch. The other one is more secure, with the actual door up against it. So you know you've probably got a better option of um, guarding both doors. One is a bit better than the other. And you spend some time here. How many hours are you spending? Like two. Two hours? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Anything specific you want to do over those two hours or we can skip ahead? Chat. Yeah. Talk shit. Honestly, I think we only need like one hour. I would get bored, like fucking bored after just the start, first hour. Just taking off more doors. <laughs> I, yeah. I would. <laughs> I absolutely would. Dismantling you can, the kitchen. If you got jury rigging, you can try to get these burners up and running, have some hot food. Oh, the MREs would heat, so you can eat some MREs. Yeah, have, a, have some lunch. I'm going to just keep an eye on the bioscanner while we're sort of recuperating a little bit. I'm just going to be writing in a notebook. You got the, the bioscanner? Yeah, I've got the bioscanner. About one hour and a half into it, you just see this faint dot coming in. From which direction? Out into the cafeteria. Okay, I'm going to let everybody like know it's that... it's in the cafeteria? We got Close. something on the scanner? It depends how you react to this news. Do you stay in the cafeteria. quiet or do you look? I mean, I'm going to have a look. Point of order. If you have a look, you're opening that door, you're taking off the crowbar, it's going to make a lot of noise. Oh, I thought you said there were two doors. There are yeah, two they're doors. both barricaded. They're both barricaded. Oh. Yeah. I assume you've barricaded both doors. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't that take time, so... No, no, a crowbar in one. Maybe you left your body cam on the other side. <laughs> no, you took it. <laughs> it's just, what do you want to do with that information? Can, no, uh, that's what I was I was thinking of doing next time if I get a spare cam, is to uh, set it up somewhere so I can get a good view. Like a trail camera. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You reacting? What do you want to do? Doctor I've let everybody know... Well, we're in a barricaded room, if so... If we barricade ourselves in, we just fucking yeah. sit and look at the doors. But I'm just making everybody aware that it's there. Sit here and, you know, quietly and listening. 
you listen at the door. Yep. And you just hear these footsteps. You see the little shape moving around. And it goes right up to the door on the map of your little bias scanner. Stands there uncomfortably long. You all hold your breath. And then it begins moving away. How long is uncomfortably long? Like 53 seconds. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Didn't oh stay around for 54. <laughs> Fuck no, him. that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't knock or, or do anything. Right. Any chitter? Chitter chatter? Talking. Silence. Is our comms just actively... So it's not actively on so we're communicating to each other, but is it actively on so I can well, let's, listen? Let's go around the table. What are you all wearing? I've got my standard battle dress with a pair of goggles that work as a HUD, MVG, and infrared. Who's got closed-in helmets that are closed in? Mine is... Oh, yes. No, mine's not closed is in. Is that in the standard battle dress? Helmet. Uh, with a no, those well, I got a hazard suit. Yeah, I've got a hazard yeah. suit. It's I'm not wearing the helmet, but it has one. Okay. I'm so think it's like a flip down. Yeah, you would have the comms in your Yeah. Uh, coming out of the helmet, the side of it. Yeah. But you haven't got the helmet on. My yeah, my comms are built into my helmet. Like I imagine the collar is what I imagine the comms. So be. comms are only if you choose to have it open. Yeah. So I'm not wanna. I don't wanna. Is it always so I can hear anything coming through, or do I need to actively? turn it on to be able to yeah. hear. There are frequencies, right? Yeah. Didn't we just before say we have to press the button? That's to talk. I'm talking yeah, about Yeah, it's push listening. to talk. But oh, so like it's I'm open frequency. I want to receive, yeah. Yeah, if you turn it off, you don't receive anything. If it's turned on, you receive something. Yeah. Is we it, see is if it, thing... Hang on. Rather than we go into a convoluted mess of talking about comms, <laughs> yeah. if you turn it on, you have an open channel until you want to switch it off and go dark again. Okay. So you don't have I, to keep pressing a button. If I turn it on, it just acts as a receiver. It says here in the be... user manual for our <laughs> comms, if you turn it on, you receive incoming transmissions from the open line and or private communications. If you turn the short comms off, says uh, you don't, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so if I if I leave my radio on so I can hear, but not transmit, just receive, in other words. Okay, Doug. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, that's, that's what push to talk is, is you only receive I mean. if it's on. So if, can I actively hear? I'm, I want to listen yeah. to my radio, essentially. I want to. That's Put how it works. my ear and listen. Yeah, you want to call into home base? No, it's I don't want to talk. I'm not talking at all. I'm listening. See if, see if the person that, the thing that stood at the door is on the frequency. No. Or if, if something is happening on the frequency, if I'm getting any sort of weird statics, any effects, anything different. No. Yeah, you hear... Activate. <laughs> Robo terminals. Why is Engage this? combat. Kill all shopping civilians. <laughs> what do you do now? Two hours have passed. This thing has been walked off now. You spend another time. And where did it go? Did it just fade away? Yeah, you don't know. It just faded away. Just on fucked the off. Thing. Uh, do you want to do a stress... Do you want to do a rest save? Yeah. Sure. So, judging by the Mothership Player's Survival Guide, version 1.1, you can relieve stress by resting in a relatively safe place. I want to punch at that. To do this, make a rest save using your worst save... If you succeed, reduce your stress by the one digit rolled. If you fail, you gain one stress instead. Players can gain advantage on rest save by... John, stop warming up your dice. Let me finish. You can get advantage on recreational drug use, drinking, prayer, leisure activity that's suitable. Unsafe locations may incur disadvantage. 
this would be relatively unsafe being in the deep so you will get disadvantage if you choose to rest here can we did we not say since we barricaded this we feel like it's safe yeah that's a horribly stressful situation yeah to we're be still in. you're in the deep in a terrible place yeah can i use my like journaling as i was gonna do the exact same thing <laughs> i'll just take some painkillers a leisure activity all right, so you're bringing it up to normal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't I, have to do this save if you don't want to. I was going to do like a write, like writing to my family. Okay, you can all, three of you can... You get double disadvantage. <laughs> three, three of you, three of you can bring it, three of you can bring it, but to normal. And Tony, what would you like to do? No rest? I'm smoking the dart. Okay, so you get normal on your this roll. Let's go. Using your worst save, please roll. You D100. have to smoke it in one single breath, though. One inhale. And never exhales. Damn it. 23 over oh, 22. So stress, please. 59 over 25, sanity. Uh, so my stress is now turned up to 7. Anyone else? 32 on the 37. Hey. No, on the 35. It's very on brand for Tony. So 32, you rolled? I rolled 32 under my fear of 35. So you reduce your stress by 2, correct? By the ones digit rolled, which was a two. 32? Y yes. You rolled a 32? Well, I, I didn't. I missed the part about how much you bring it down by. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I rolled 32. So it's based on whatever the ones digit is, is it? Okay. Yeah. So, sure. And Dr. Craig? I'm still quite shaken up about that android from earlier. Uh, I rolled, so my lowest save is 20. I rolled 55. That's a crit. That's fail. a second fucking crit fail in a row. Take a stress. Yep. And then panic. <laughs> Which means we have to roll fear again. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, if you successfully yes. panic, we make a fear. No. Oh. Uh, whenever you panic. Oh, no. Oh, whenever when you, you panic. panic. Yeah, yeah. So if he, if he succeeds, it's fine. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Doug. Yeah. It's not that high yet. Come on, Doug. Don't fucking fail. All right. I, I passed. Good. 17 on six. Yeah, you better. <laughs> Only six like, stress? Only six stress. No, 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 no. Yeah. When you failed that shot before, you were at five stress. You yeah. haven't failed any other rolls since then? That was the only roll I made. Okay. <laughs> was that? Okay. So it, how did you end up on six? Because I just failed that roll then. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the only other roll I made. That's when I said that's my second crit fail in a row. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a certain another doctor fucked up the android before I got even got a turn. <laughs> before you got your chance. <laughs> All right. So what do you want to do? Uh, I go to start writing and then you want a flashback? Uh, all I can think of is just that time in that shopping center. Just did. I thought you were writing to your family. I was going to. Who are you writing to? Um, my wife and daughter. Flashback. Okay. Bam. Hit me with it. <laughs> That's. I was going to go write. But because I failed so dramatically, I just started PTSing, Ding. PTSDing. Like PMS. PMSing. <laughs> so we go back months ago, just when you've gotten the call for the mission. Rian has called you up. Is a uh, hey, Doctor Craig. I'm doing your old voice, Rian. I'll paraphrase. Rian says. That they've got a mission for I mean, you. Are you though? I mean, well, I would, I, rather than butchering your accent, Rian's accent, I'll just say Rian called you up. Lucrative job could be the big one. 
hangs up and you've had some time, you've talked to your wife Nancy about it and she goes, look, I understand it's a big job and uh, I'm fine to follow you, of course, but Amy, she's she's struggled at school and uh, it's just, it's hard on her. I, I want you to, you have to tell her. I will support you anyway, of course, but you, I want you to tell her. Yeah, nope, look, that's more than reasonable. If it is as good as what he says it is, then this should hopefully be the last of what we need. We can put Amy through a good university and find some nice little cheap beach planet that we can just... Yeah, Hydron 3. Sit on the sunset for. Sit on the sunset for. That is good English. Sit, sit and watch the sunsets every night. Okay, she gets home from school uh, in the afternoon. Uh, I just got to go out and do some things, so I got to work on this. You'll talk to her, won't you? Yeah. Okay. And time passes. Amy gets back from school. And do you wait for her as she's coming through the door? How do you sort of... You're talking to a teenager. How old is she? Uh, she's... 14? 13? She was... What is it? She'll be graduating when we get back, I believe, is what the math was. 15, 16? Yeah, yeah, give or take. So she just got back from school. The year's almost half in the middle of the year. And she walks in the door of your apartment. Whereabouts are you? Are you trying I'll to... Be, I'll be in the kitchen. I'll have two sort of drinks in front of me and a white bone-handled knife, I believe oh, it was. You stab her! Um, in its little sheath. Okay. Sitting on the on the bench alongside the drinks. She shuffles in, slams the door, and brings up a big heavy bag, storms into the kitchen and just slams the bag on the table and goes, Oh, Dad. Rough day, huh? <laughs> yeah, you could call it that. How was it? What, what Damn. Happened? Damn Beatrix. She's getting... This, they keep keep teasing me. I, I, I did something. You, you, look, you're going to hear about it. I fought. I started a fight. Did you win? <laughs> yeah. I kicked that bitch over. Well. <laughs> pulled her hair. I'll, uh, I'll have to be angry at you later, but um, that's because other people will be around. Good, good fucking job. Listen. Um, but you're taking this really well. You... You know, usually you're got something to say. I do. You ain't gonna like it, kiddo. Uh, have a seat. She sits down, drinks some orange juice that's on the table, <laughs> or grabs the whiskey. <laughs> well, this is, <laughs> this is yours, Dad. Yeah. Look, kiddo. You know we've been working away to try and make a decent life you know dad I this the school I know it's been some trouble but I really start I'm beginning to fit in I know I'm, I'm getting into trouble but I'm beginning to stand up for myself like you taught me I'm I'm building a a, a rapport a reputation you know that's good I uh I ain't I ain't gonna drag you away from this one um you gotta finish out your school year somewhere I'm, this is uh, the important important part <laughs> that's good I, I don't know I can't take another move I, yes. we, we've changed so many schools in the last few years <sighs> but I um, really think I can do this one I got I got another job I 
She stops drinking. This will be... This will be the last one. It's oh, Dad, it's, it's always the last one. Nope. You said that last one was the last one. I didn't go on the last one. Yeah, but the other one before that, I know you didn't go on that one. I appreciate that, but... you, <laughs> We just moved six months ago. And you can stay this time. This will be... It'll be a while. I'll be oh, gone. How long? I don't know, Bug. A couple of years, maybe. But <sighs> does mom I'll, have I'll you told mom? She knows. Look. Yeah, she's always fine with it. Always following you. Wherever you need to go. Look, Bug, this is. You know, you haven't been on. there. I needed you sometimes. I, I would need you today. Can you say you're going? Yeah, Bug. Yeah. I I don't want you to deal with what your mother and I dealt with back on car. This this school, this livelihood, it's Okay, it doesn't matter. I would I will be fine. I'll see you when you get back. And she just storms off, slams the door. And you're left there holding your drink, you just stare down into it. And we we flash back to the kitchen and You've got your pen there on the notepad and there's just this scribble on a blank page. <sighs> and we cut back, roll back. Tony, you're getting restless. You ready to go? That's just me, I'm restless. <laughs> yeah, sorry about <laughs> that, that's a long scene. No, no. You're all, you've had your rest, it hasn't been gone well. Nope. We're about four hours in. Four and a half. What do you want to do? I'll, uh, I'm going to take this door then. Scrunch up this note that I was scribbling on and sort of toss it. All right. Let's make hay while the sun shines. All right. However the fuck that saying goes. I think we do, as you leave the kitchen, you get a comms comes through. And you all sort of freeze. Comes on the open comms, all your helmets light up. And you hear Rian coming in for a status report. Four hours in. Okay, cool. How's everyone going? Yeah, good. It's weird down here, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not, um... It's not been too dangerous. First thing was a hostile android, but that was about it. Um, but we've, uh, but it, it's a bad vibe. Uh, you guys going to be safe? Well, we've, we've holed up. How far are you? you? Must be pretty far by now. Uh, we're still on the first level. Oh, okay. Um, sure, sure, sure. You're taking it safe, you know? That's good. You find any, uh, any people? Yeah. We, uh, found a couple people. We found a guy who was alive and a guy who was dead. Okay. Maybe, uh... Maybe it's the first day, you do a basic sweep and just get the layout of the first level and then next time we, you go down to level two. Yeah, we got a map. We're drawing it out. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, anything you, you need when you get back? A drink? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty good for a drink at the bath now. Um, but uh, if there are any... Any cameras that you can get. I was thinking of using my body camera, but it was a bit, 
bit tricky to figure out. So if that uh, shop owner has any cameras on them, maybe we could, you know, buy one of them, set it up someplace. It's good to have some kind of surveillance going. I think, Dr. Craig, you wouldn't have taken it with you, but certainly back in your makeshift surgery, you've probably got a... a what are they called? They're like oh, the little worm camera. Go down things. your throat. Yeah, you probably got that with uh, a good endoscope. Yeah. yeah, endoscope. He's probably got one back at his surgery. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he would. In your endoscope. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to be sterilized. I, I, I'm not going to be able to use it if we start. <laughs> no. And chopping uh, it down things. Doctor Elias, don't talk much, do you? Well, it seems like you've been giving all the updates. I mean, there was androids, but obviously we're in an android facility, so we're just figuring out this first floor. Yeah, she almost shot me. She killed the android. I don't know why you're saying that. It was a precise shot. It it was a damn good shot. Well, let me do the next one and you can stand there. Good shot's just angry because he's not the best shot in the team anymore. Okay. You really love that joke, don't you? It's you a guys, good shot. You guys need to keep it down. I'm, I'm, you're hurting my ears. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, you hit the net. I love you too, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> You've got the map going. And so, uh, see if you can clear the rest of the floor in the next maybe four or five hours. It gives you plenty of time to, you know, worry about any challenges on the way. And then uh, check in after, okay? Another four hours? Checking in four hours? Okay. Copy that. We haven't been to security yet, right? No. No. I think that might be where we go next. I don't like the security checkpoint. (laughs) There's too many squiggly lines on the map for me to... They're so jagged and chaotic. It's it's representing (laughs) stairs by the looks of it. See how it's winding stairs are jagged and then concrete stairs are jagged? I I believe that's... Yeah, from the the cafeteria, you've got security checkpoint Bravo and back through the reception, you've got security checkpoint Alpha. Where's Bravo? What? Bravo Bravo is to the south of you out of the cafeteria. We can't... Oh, yeah, we can't. It's, oh, that's Just listen to my voice and it's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> do not think about the squares on the map. Think not of the map. Right. Do we uh, A or B? Do we? Well, I think B probably makes the most sense. It's right there. Based on right. where we are. Oh, right there. Right. Well, um, number B. Number B it is. You walk down. Security checkpoint. Bravo. You've all got your weapons drawn. Mm-hmm. Yep. I assume. Mm-hmm. You're traveling down. Another long backroom style hallway you're going through and then you pass into an airlock area. Oh crap. It's a security checkpoint. Oh okay. You're gonna shoot you out of the airlock. It's <laughs> just like oh shit, this is where I go. Internal airlock. It is. Yep. Does it look like there's any security stuff in the room? Like why is it called a security checkpoint? If, is this there a would checkpoint? Be, this would be to get to the checkpoint. Oh, okay. So I, I'll, you know, walk forward. Yeah? yeah. Open the door. You went to a small transitional area. But the rest of everyone else would have to step in and go through, unless you just want to close the airlock and then go into the next side. Does the next side have like a handle that you can open yourself or does it look like it's externally operated to lock and unlock? It, once you start the process, you would go in and then you could okay. press the button to go out. You uh, you guys coming? Yeah, I'll go in. Yep. You will go in and you pass through this chamber. You pass through the door. It opens up into a security checkpoint 
and you walk through Dr. Craig, Gordon, Dr. Cameron, and Tony. And you see battle scars and scorched metal, gunshots, burn marks across this airlock chamber. At the end is a barred gate blocking your passage further. You see a series of damaged weapon detectors, like they're cylindrical objects with like a black camera system, like one of those speed cameras that just are meant to swivel, look you up and down. You know they would be detecting firearm detectors. Can we see like a point of origin of any of the firearms? Like a spot where people were firing from? Yeah, sure. Just past those detectors, there's a bulletproof glass box. And in the centre of this box is a 360-degree machine gun swivel turret. There's this android, security-based android, fused to this turret. And as you just cross to look into the room, it powers on, swivels towards you. Shit, down. I'm down. And it swivers. I dive here. You all make a dive, and it says... (laughs) Tiny just gets fucking ripped. (laughs) Hand over all your weapons. Disarm immediately. Uh, and, we'll see, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Hold that thought, Josh. We will see you next week as you have see this security turret that's just got this upper half of an android security similar to the one you've seen before just fused into it. And instead of arms, it's got these long barrels. I'm holding my arms out in L shapes. And as you turn to look through this bulletproof glass, you just see this turret. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. What do you think? How's that, everyone, for a session? That's Having pretty fun? Good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Very good. A bit more excited. Get <laughs> into the nitty-gritty Whoa. of it now. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. More excited. I... <sighs> it's pretty good. Oh, boy! <laughs> My <laughs> freaking ears. I got to see what life is like as a, as a dad with a teenage daughter. That sucked. Um, well, if your daughter is Doug, if, if, your, if your daughter is Andrew. <laughs> if your daughter is Andrew. If your daughter is Andrew, cool. it does suck. Look, you yeah. told me you're a military man, mm-hmm. you and Nancy, mm-hmm. you married after many years of service, mm-hmm. and you continued your service mm. growing up with your daughter. You were yeah, moving from position to position. She's I feel her up. pain. I was also <laughs> yeah. an army brat. I moved around a lot. Bringing back trauma. Yeah. It's infinitely worse when they're real daughters. Yeah. I, have, I have two yeah. sisters. So. They, well, you were, yeah. Same sort of like that. It's a terrible <laughs> place to be yeah. in a uh, house with teenage yes, daughters. Yes, yes. Well, well we've brought up plenty of trauma for some of the characters. Tony, what do you think about that little uh, little message you got from yourself? That was cool. Freak, freaky. Freaky? That's, yeah, freaky. You man, We got the first Ben's check out of you. It was good. As a listener, though, it was awesome. It was. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool. It's good. That's Can you so just cool. imagine everything you say? It's being recorded. Can and will be used against you. Can you believe that? Can you imagine, Doug, that everything you're saying right now is being recorded? I can't. Yeah, <laughs> It's I a stretch, I know. Imagine being recorded yeah, and just listen to. Just for the whole world to be able to listen to everything yeah. you say. Is just, yeah. Yeah. John, Gordon Good. Yes? You're taking it well. Yeah. In your stride. You uh, rushed in to defend your yeah, fellow well, man that's, and woman. That's just because I, I rolled. I, I have passed the speed check. Well, yeah, but you as a character rushed in when you yeah. didn't have to. You could have pushed Dr. Craig out in front. <laughs> I feel like there was a level of chivalry there, and then I feel like 
I've emasculated Gordon. <laughs> well, by killing the, the best, androids. Literally a good shot. Yeah. I don't know if it's that deep. <laughs> well, the deep, huh? I just passed my speed check. Well, on that note, that was episode seven of NWTB Podcast presents Ghosts and the Machine. If you like the show, you can support us on Patreon. If you like you, the, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/NWTBPodcast. Thank you all for your generous. Thank you to all our generous patrons. Without the show, without the show, you would not be possible. <laughs> you can also support us for free by liking our Facebook page, rating us on your favorite podcast apps, or leaving a review or a comment on our YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you, everyone, in, in the space. deep. <laughs> in the next Seamless. In the- Your jacket's going to get called out. Why? What's wrong with Move. Jacket? Take it off. <laughs> Too hot. Take it off. I can hear it. all of that. I knew it. Damn it. You Man. know better. See, yeah. I'm a real member of the cast now. It was, yeah, my, it was my in-character jacket because it's the, the same jacket. Notice he doesn't uh, turn the recording on when there's harassment in the workplace. It's still on the, <laughs> it's still on the chair, Doug. We, like, move oh, around. You want it gone, gone. Yeah. Want want it needs way. to be outside gone. of the building. want it gone. So I was dug and I meant to be in, but also it was going to happen at some point. Yeah. It's going to go. It's going to get. All right. John, don't roll your dice. Let's do my intro first. Here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Come on. We've had time. 10 minutes in. All right. If I'd known he was going to be like this, I would have bought a box of coffee instead of one. Doug, this is what I talked about when you were here. Uh, Ready? I, I wasn't here. Lean back. That's invaluable. Can you send me that clip? I was going to say, can you just remix that, John? Just, just can put a beat behind that, please. It's just a very hip hoppy. All right, guys, we we'll get a minute and then we'll get into this scene. I won't do the asshole thing and cut to Tony and uh, no, but the asshole thing is hilarious. Yeah, it's all about presenting. <laughs> yeah. It's it? the, sunning, sunning the yeah, anus? Sunning, sunning yeah, sunning the yoni. The yoni. It's the most efficient way to absorb vitamin D. I, yeah, it Don't is. Don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> some, it's the most efficient way to absorb any, many kinds of D. Oh. <laughs> That's what I just... John. Thanks, John. That's what I just did. You're just going to make it as obvious as possible, you know? I thought that it was actually like a the truth. No, Is no. this on pod? It's good banter, John. You should speak into the mic. I just talked about the fact that I'm a Mormon. We should... <laughs> Not remove credibility from me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in case you're listening, hi, John's family and friends and associates. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the podcast. Just Here's a compilation of name. John making very non-Mormon-esque jokes. See, what, I, what I like is that like one of the running jokes of the show is just me saying something and the entire thing gets bleeped. <laughs> yeah. And then it just cuts to Doug laughing. It's one of my favorite bits. Oh.